I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Monday, July 20, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We actually have a lot of stuff on the docket today. I got a pretty good page full of notes. Even though from an intraday perspective, we had what we like to call a chop shop slash floater market, from a daily chart perspective, and when you look around the horn at some of the other markets, We have stuff going on, so we always have to pull back the curtain a little bit, look under the covers, under the hood, see what we've got, and that's what we're going to do in this video here. The first thing we're going to do is take a look at the daily chart. What jumps off the page at us? Well, the first thing is you see the line across the screen, three and a quarter, 85, 325, 85. What does that represent? Well, it represents a couple of things. It represents this pivot high over here. And when you look at the daily chart, it's the same price, obviously, but you can see the magnitude of what this price level represents. It represents the actual breakdown of the crash. Now, back to the daily chart. Let's talk about this for a second. We came up here and the market sold off. So therefore, we know A, this price area is important, but we're back up here and we're above the area that we sold off from previously. That was on the 8th of June. That in and of itself is bullish. To have a close above that high is bullish. What was that high? 323.41. So we closed today at 324.27. On its face, it's bullish. Are they just going to waltz through the 325.85 spot? We know what happens if they do. So if they begin closing daily above that spot, you're likely to get a bit of a vacuum up to the gap or even higher than the gap. There's going to be another leg of a short covering rally. There will be a lot of traders by definition that will draw a line in the sand and say they're not going to just waltz through this spot. I'm going to short the market and I'm going to put my line in the sand and cover if it's wrong. If it's wrong and they begin getting into what's called no man's land, the northern target becomes the gap. Where's the gap? Right here is a spot, the closing price, 333.48. Doesn't mean that's where they have to stop if they're getting sucked up in that direction. So we're just kind of in a pre-preparing type of stage. Let's pose the question, can they get above? Will they get above? Two questions. First question, can they get above? Yes, they can. Why not? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one is they've already been up here. They sold off. Now they're up here again. So if you're talking about the duck or on its face, the duck says that it is bullish. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's going to be a duck the majority of the time. Did they come back up here just to get rejected again? Of course it can happen. It's just what the probabilities are And until we see signs and a signal of a trend change, it's bullish. Where do you find those signs and signals? In the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. What a great setup that was. By the way, here's a side note. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow is Turnaround Tuesday. Therefore, can they look like they're going to get above and end up getting rejected slightly? 
Yes, they can, but when you think about it and you look at the daily chart, it stays bullish above the moving averages. So the market can come down a little bit, not saying it's coming down to the moving averages, but you can have a down day, you can have a down couple of days, nothing has to change until it does. The point is, the market may still need to build some energy to bust through, they may gap above it, that's another way that they get above an important spot. If they can't beat through it during the day, they can gap above it in the morning, and then what you have is a gap and go on your hands. How about a little short hop? What's going on inside the numbers? Pre-market commentary, we're focused on the pivot around 3200 that's the big fat round number it coincides with SPY 320 give or take now remember for this stuff you have to put on your intraday hat all the way back to this morning was a long time a lot of points ago let's move it along now if you read nothing else and I suggest you do read the notes if you're at all active in the market during the day then there's no way that on an ongoing basis this can't help you understand what's going on with the market if you read nothing else read this line down here under normal garden variety conditions the buy the dip crowd would likely show up around the big fat round number or slightly below okay fair enough you know the routine five minute chart right of the vertical is today's activity the market opens up drops what was the low of day? Not at the big fat round number, but the low is 320.67, and the market basically took off from there. So what we're saying is the buy the dip crowd showed up. It's a bullish sign. 320 or 3200 was the pivot getting below. We know the bears have the ball. Staying above, the bulls have the ball. It's basically my way of looking at things. Moving right along. So what I suggest you do, pause the video, read the notes go back to the charts see what happened after the fact but right here 322.40 is resistance if above short-term candle closes is bullish here you go same chart 322.40 gets above begins to look bullish comes to back test retest run a test what was once resistance becomes support what was once support becomes resistance they start closing above guess what it's bullish you read the market in real time moving right along there's a few stocks on the move we'll circle back to that but what you'll find is the market goes into one of those floater chop shop formations in that type of scenario what I can do for members is tell them hey if we're getting above here it's even more bullish so here's another one 322.50 hourly close above is bullish so you know the market stays bullish as we go along throughout the day as we provide numbers as the market reaches those numbers and gets above them we provide new numbers that's the way the market works it steps up it steps down we start thinking in terms of a mid-morning late morning pivot 323 seems like an available spot you find that in the 1037 post right here and there's your 323 you have something of a pullback but then the market pushes above so what's the concept when it pushes above it's more bullish yet moving right along mostly you'll see the same thing throughout the day so you can pause the video and read the rest of the notes at your leisure there's a couple of pictures the trend is your friend it's a reminder it's a trend day up it is what it is 
and we continue moving along. We have another spot, 323.41, and then after that, we're already sighting the 324 to 326 area. That's where the area is we talked about before. Moving right along, there's another picture. That's the thing that I told members from Inside the Numbers that we would discuss tonight, so we've already discussed it. And we move into the end of the day. What's going on with Stocks on the Move? We can have some good discussion because we had some interesting stuff go on with GPS and URBN. Baba, ignore where it says entry hit. Well, you can't see it or maybe you can see it. I'm not sure. But if you can see it, it was just a glitch in the feed, the data feed. It never hit the number. It was a short trade on the board, didn't hit its target. Therefore, it's off the board. Here we have what I consider a teachable moment. I think it's good information, both on GPS and URBN. When we have trades that don't work out right away, they get below the price, they go to the stop, they're hanging around. Obviously, the emails come in. I get it. What should I do? Should I get out? All that stuff. Here's what I'll say. If you're interested to paint by the numbers, pay attention to what happened once again. And it doesn't always happen like this. But if you paint by the numbers, you get to see this enough. So the trade didn't work out. Certainly not to specifications. It's not a loss. It just didn't work. It didn't give us a base hit. It didn't give us a rocket ride. It just didn't work. Okay, fair enough. It goes by the 80-20 rule like anything else. And these are the true numbers. About 80% of the trades will work, which means 20% will not which means we're going to lose 20% of the time. That's a fact. It is what it is. You don't go into a trade thinking you're going to lose. I go into every trade 100% sure I'm going to win with the awareness that I'm going to lose about 20% of the time. I manage the trade in real time accordingly. So here's the deal with GPS. The stop listed hourly close below $12.11. I think that was cut off from the screen you saw before, but that was the stop. So the low happens to be 11.92, even below the stop. So that's where the panic begins to set in, but it's an hourly close. So the first hour is by 10.30 a.m. What's the closing price? 12.22. Is that lower or higher than the hourly close? And the answer is it's higher. So what happens? Nothing. You don't do anything. Now the stock starts to climb back to even or above even. Now, here's a little bit of a inside my head type of thing. Here's what I do in some cases. Here's what I did today. It's not for everybody. This could have taken a rocket ride after the fact. You don't know. But when you treat it like a business, you have to treat it like your business. Doesn't mean my answer is right for you, but here's my answer. When this happens and the trade just doesn't work and I get back to even rather quickly with a minimal amount of pain, never closing below the stop, sometimes I just say, thank you very much. I'll take it off the table, take a small gain, a few pennies, cover the cost, whatever. That's what I did here. It's a no harm, no foul decision based on me, my own business. And frankly, after dipping below, not working out the way you want it to right away, I was happy to take the scratch out. I have stuff to do. I really didn't want to sit there and watch it. And guess what? This one, similar scenario, a little bit different. I took a small loss. But here's the deal. Let's pick it apart for a second. There were two entries on here. 
1484 was the second entry. It never got to the second entry, so it never came close to the stop. May have been uncomfortable for some, but here's the deal. If it was, then you bit off more than you should be chewing at one time. If you're starting to really get anxiety during a trade like, oh shit, I can't afford to lose this much. If you put it on the table, you have to be able to understand and absorb a loss if one might occur. When you look at the trade in the morning, if you see the stop is at X and you know that a possibility is that we could be stopped out, you could be stopped out, you have to say to yourself, based on the amount of shares I'm purchasing or willing to purchase, and if I get stopped out, is that too much to handle? Maybe, just maybe, this particular trade isn't for me. Or maybe I should take about half the position. Then it will be for me. Because if in fact we do get stopped out, it's not going to be the end of the world. You have to understand where the ripcord is. What's the exit? If the building catches on fire, where the hell is the exit sign? You have to know before you go in. That's trading 101. So Urban Outfitters was the same scenario. It just didn't work. And you know what? When trades don't work, if I can have them not work like this rather than collapsing and taking a huge hit, sure, I'll take losers like this against the winners we have all day long and twice on Sunday. What's going on over in Camp IWM? So a couple of things. There was relative weakness, and we know it's my favorite market leading indicator, relative weakness against the SPY. Okay, fair enough. So it's of note, it's a puzzle piece, and it's on the table, but when we look at the daily chart, we can't help but notice this. It's a move higher, which becomes a flagpole, and then we have a bull flag pattern right here. Now, we don't know how long this may need to build enough energy to get up to what? 150. Now, guess what? The longer it goes sideways and eats time off the clock, the higher it's going to go above 150. What happens if it gets below these lows over here? Well, then it breaks apart the bull flag concept and the gap below opens up, meaning the door opens to the gap below. Doesn't mean it's a lock, stock, and barrel thing that they go fill the gap. It just, the door is open. There's a 20-period moving average down there. But at present, the duck, and on its face is... It's a bull flag pattern in the making until it's not. If it's not, based on, for example, hourly closes below these lows, then all of a sudden, it's not. I really have no other way to read the daily chart. The weekly chart is into some moving averages, but guess what? This is Monday. Doesn't matter. It's Monday relative to where the weekly chart is. The weekly chart could be all over the place. What matters is where it closes. So, of note, we're into resistance, but we can get further into resistance because of what? Because we have a huge breakdown candle high, and guess what? Markets like to go to the breakdown candle high. They don't always get there, but they like to try. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, again, my second favorite market leading indicator, down 1.5% today. That's more than a bread box that raises an eyebrow. It's a puzzle piece and it's on the table specifically because this is my A number one favorite canary in the coal mine. You knew that was coming. Now, here's the deal. The high the other day is 99.41 and change. This gap 
is higher. Are they really not going to fill the gap and just turn around and go down? Certainly possible. It's unlikely, but put it in the bucket of stuff that we need to know, awareness type stuff. Now, above the moving averages, all of them, the market stays bullish. So are we just having a pullback and then they're going to turn around and then being weak and the IWM being weak today is just a rope-a-dope awareness stuff? It's possible. You can't trade off information like that, but you need to put it all on the table together. And then what comes out the other end is what comes out the other end. More awareness stuff, when we look at the weekly chart, we have a problem with the transports. And it's in a completely different position than many of the other markets. Hence, canary in the coal mine. It's into these moving averages. That's fine. It blows through these moving averages. You still have an enormous breakdown candle high. So obviously, price can go significantly higher than it is now. It's just an awareness to where we are in the weekly chart. And if, in fact, we're going to be able to get above, or they're going to be able to get above, this breakdown candle high right around 10,100 coinciding with this 100 period moving average awareness weekly chart it's monday just saying i'm telling you it's good practice for the infield to throw the ball around the horn as much as possible everybody has to stay focused or invariably somebody's either going to make a bad throw or drop the ball because they're not paying attention how about our friends out in silicon valley look at this market powering forward up another three percent was this market ever in jeopardy it was bullish above all the moving averages the trend is your friend until it's not it's really a remarkable market but it is what it is on its face it's bullish one day they'll pull the rug out when they're ready xlf another market that we show keen interest in why because without the financials it's unlikely the S&P gets very far. The spider gets very far. So what was going on today? Well, I draw your attention back to the IWM chart, and it looks very similar. We did get above these moving averages. That's bullish. So they're pulling back a little bit, but this really is a bullish pattern. It's more of a bull flag pattern from the lows than it is a real troubling down day when you really pull back the curtain and take the intraday activity away and just look at it from a longer term perspective. At least that's what comes out from inside my head. What about Smash Mouth, which is a pretty good indicator of the tech space in and of itself? Bullish, uptrend, challenging the highs already. Is there anything wrong with this market? Is there reason to believe all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we're going to now get rejected from this double top. It can happen, that's the awareness, but there's really no reason to believe that is happening. This is what the weekly chart looks like. It's way extended from home base. That's another awareness. Ultimately, we're going to have a correction. Does it have to start right now, tomorrow? When we take all the things into consideration, if you pull out Turnaround Tuesday, talking about from a bigger picture perspective... We first have to see the sign and signal of a trend change. Now, if they get rejected from this double top and we find a terrible day emerges tomorrow on Tuesday, we'll discuss it then. We're just looking at the market and taking it at face value today. That's being an umpire calling balls and strikes. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. 
true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.